there's a direct correlation between what we eat and what we become. Mm. What we eat and what we become. What if I told you that you had the power to change your life today just by choosing what you will eat next? Welcome to the podcast, Eat Your Best Life, where together through interviews and conversations, we dig deep into the power of plant-based nutrition and other lifestyle changes in enhancing your life both physically and spiritually. If you are ready to level up concerning your health, then this is the show for you. I am your host, Cersei Blue. Let's do this. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Eat Your Best Life. I'm your host, Cersei Blue, aka The Faithful Vegan. I hope everyone had a blessed Easter weekend. I know it wasn't traditional for many of us because we were not able to gather like we normally do, but I'm hoping that the message um, still reigned in our hearts and that we had a blessed time. So before I get into the episode today, I want to go ahead and just remind everyone to please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on iTunes. Um, the reason why I ask this is that if you're getting anything from this podcast, please, you know, just write a review because it does help us to reach a larger audience. I also hang out on Instagram at thefaithful.vegan, so you can follow me there, or you can follow me on Facebook, The Faithful Vegan. Also, lastly, I just wanted to mention that we do have a private Facebook group for this podcast because we want to kind of keep the community building and the conversation going. And so if you want to join that community, all you have to do is request to join the private Facebook group, Eat Your Best Life. So let's jump into the episode for today. I have a really amazing topic for you and an amazing guest. His name is Niccolo Massa, and he's known as the plant-based preacher, and he's fully committed to helping people transform their lives through faith and food. So I had a really amazing time talking to him. He is passionate. He is um, really dedicated to reaching people to better their lives spiritually and physically. Niccolo is a businessman, motivational speaker, author, and activist. Um, in this episode, he talks about his journey to wellness. He talks about how he found physical, mental, and spiritual peace by letting go and letting God. And what I really loved about having a conversation with him, and I think you will appreciate too, is that he was open, he was transparent, and he was authentic. Um, in this episode, he describes how he became the plant based um, and how he was able to reverse some of the chronic health issues that he was dealing with. He connects what we eat, think, and how we behave to our overall wellness. He is riveting, passionate, and compelling in this episode. And he really brings home the message of how we need to heal both physically and spiritually. He tells an inspiring story about his journey to becoming the plant-based preacher. He gives practical steps to his listeners on how they can live a life fully and how they can enhance their life by communing with God and eating electric foods. His story is so inspiring and it will motivate you to reach higher in every area of your life. 
So without further ado, let me introduce you to the trailblazer in food and faith, Nicola Massa, the plant-based preacher. Hi, Nicolo. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. I'm so excited. God bless, Queen. Thank you for the opportunity. It's, it, I'm excited as well. Wonderful. So let's jump in. Now, you have an amazing story on just how you, you know, started eating plant-based and then you kind of evolved into the plant-based preacher. And there's so many things that happened in between and before that. But let's start. Why, why did you become plant-based or vegan? How did you even start with that? Yeah, so uh, it's it's a very interesting story because um, it actually goes back to when I was a child. I, a little bit of a background on uh, you know on how I got started on this lifestyle. When I was born, I was born about I was born eight weeks early, right? So I was bo- four. I'm sorry, four to six weeks early, right? So I was born long before a baby should be born. So one of the first things that took a hit, I was born with a weak immune system. And so I came out with a very weak immune system and I was always getting sick, sinus infections and ear infections and sinus infections and stomach problems and sinus infections. And, you know, so my mother and father took me to every doctor that would see a sick baby. And every doctor did the same song and dance, writing me prescriptions for antibiotics, 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 antibiotics. Uh, before I was five years old, I was on over 100 antibiotics. And as a result, my, my immune system got weaker and weaker and weaker. And I started having seizures and my parents were desperate at this point. Because as we were talking about before we started recording, my family is from Sicily. And so right. in the Sicilian culture, having your first son is like, I, I like to say it's like Simba and the Lion King. It's a very proud moment for, for the family that you, you're, you're having your son, especially your first son. So my mother and father got their first son and he was born sick. And so they were desperate. They were, they were spending thousands of dollars taking me to every doctor who would see a sick child. And they all kept doing the same thing, prescribing me prescription after prescription, antibiotic after antibiotic. And it got to the point where I was so unhealthy and I was so sick as a little kid. My parents were desperate at this point. And this is not a knock to the healthcare professionals and the doctors and nurses at that time. You know, it, it's what was popular amongst that time. The, the, the crazy thing is, is that it's still the popular thing today. But you know, my, uh, so I want to just say that I appreciate all the health people in health and, and wellness and, and uh, health care in the medical system, because I believe a lot of them truly do love people and really want to help. So I want to just make sure that I make made that set, uh, you know, make sure I said that. Um, but moving forward, my mother, somebody recommended my mother to take me into um, integrative medicine. So what integrative medicine is, it's more natural. It's not they don't they don't. The first thing the doctor did was he took me off of all the prescriptions that I was on. The very first doctor out of hundreds, out of dozens of doctors and hundreds of, of different doctors visits, the first thing this integrative medicine doctor did was took me off of all my prescriptions and immediately started cutting things out of my diet. Cut gluten, cut dairy, cut cheese, cut all processed foods, all dyes, all syrups, all this, all that. And within a few weeks, I was already starting to bounce back. And so what's crazy is that by the time I was seven years old, I was a happy, healthy little Nicolo ready to live his life. Whereas for the previous seven years, I was in doctor's visits and on prescriptions and antibiotics constantly. My parents terrified whether or not I was going to survive. And so that was kind of my first glimpse into the fact that food was medicine and food was healing. Now, right. as I grew up, I, um, I didn't want to be that weird kid that was always eating weird food. So I started falling back into the old, my old ways and I started getting sick again. And it wasn't until I was in Sicily in 2015 and, you know, I had just, um, you know, I had been over there for about six weeks visiting my family and my friends, uh, family and my family's friends over there. And, um, 
I found a stray dog, and I, I'm a, I'm a raptist, but I wanted to give the where it started and, and and really where it where it took off. I found a stray dog while I was over there in Sicily, and we can open this up. It's a beautiful story. But long story short, I I saw for the first time in my life that there was innocence in this animal's eyes, mm. that I had the ability to rescue this dog. And take care of this dog and get it the food and the medicine that it needed to survive. It was a stray dog in the mountains of middle of nowhere, Sicily, all by itself. And for the very first time, I saw the vulnerability in an animal. And I saw that I had the strength to be able to quite literally save its life or let it die. And I I saved it. I brought the dog in and I took care of it and got it vet shots from the vet. And I got it taken care of and raised it to be a strong, beautiful, happy, healthy little dog that's sitting right here next to me right now. Oh wow! And brought her back from Sicily and all. So, but that that whole process was working on me when I was in um, Sicily, and I ended up watching Cowspiracy and Earthlings, and I was just like, you know what? The same vulnerability and the same love that I saw in that dog's eyes, I am now realizing I can see in other animals now. And just like I did everything I could to keep that dog alive for the rest of my life, I'm going to do whatever I can to help keep animals alive and well and protected, and also help people stay healthy from a plant-based lifestyle. So that's really how it all started. Oh, wow. Okay. So from there, so you, you, you came back to the United States um, yes. and then you started just eating plant-based. So what were some of the benefits that were happening to you? Because at that point you said that you were still kind of getting sick again. So what yes. happened after that? Yes. Yeah, so funny enough, I actually came back to the United States the day before Thanksgiving, 2015. And so it was wild because, you know, coming from an Italian family, a lot of meat, a lot of cheese, a lot of, lot of um, you know, animal products are, are, are standard in our, in, in our culture's way of eating, which is standard in a lot of culture's way of eating, but especially in a, a Sicilian family. And so I came back a day before Thanksgiving and my mother just welcomed me with open arms. I mean, they cooked very little meat. My mother cooked several different uh, uh, vegetable dishes. I had no idea really how to cook at that time. So I was really leaning on my family to help me get through it. And my family was very supportive. They didn't really understand it, but they were supportive and they were there for me. And, um, what, where it started is for the first year, I would say I was a junk food vegan. I was eating all of the processed foods I could find. So I wasn't, I was definitely not eating animal products, but I wasn't necessarily doing it for health. I wasn't really looking out for myself. I wasn't really looking out for my own well being. I just wanted to go vegan and I didn't know how to do it. So, you know, seeing all those packages in the grocery store, the vegan burgers and the vegan chickens and the vegan this, that, and the third that I right. had just cut out of my diet, it was very easy for me and seamless to apply them into my lifestyle. And so, you know, that was great. Uh, and I was, I was happy with that. I had no problems with that. And then I started meeting different people into the, in the vegan community. And it's amazing because people ask me all the time, like, what's the best thing about being vegan? Do you like being vegan? I said, yes, let me tell you something. The food is amazing. And especially with my business, I eat at vegan restaurants all the time. The food is amazing. But that's not my favorite part about being vegan. That's not my favorite part about the plant-based lifestyle. My favorite part about being vegan and my favorite part about the plant-based lifestyle is putting myself in environments and putting myself in communities where people are focused on healing. Mm, yes. I don't know too many people eating at McDonald's that are going to also be an herbalist. I don't know right. too many people who are smoking cigarettes after cigarettes after cigarettes, getting blacked out drunk on the weekends, but also want to go and meditate. Now, I'm not knocking anybody's lifestyle. Whatever they choose for their own life is up to them. But mm -hmm. 
for me and my own transformation, I found that being in, in vegan community and being around yoga and meditation, because whether we, you know, it, those things align. A lot of people, there's a lot of crossover there. People who are vegan also do yoga. People who are vegan also meditate. People who are vegan mm-hmm. are also in the growing their own food. I'm not saying everyone is, but there is definitely a very high um, likelihood that if you're in the one of those, you're going to stumble into the other. Right? right. And so that's just been my favorite part about all this is that I am able to not only go back to the healing lifestyle that I was on as a child that helped me literally survive. And that's not an exaggeration that literally uh, eating plants and getting cutting out all the BS out of my diet and actually focus on healing regenerative foods is the only reason that I'm here outside of. And that's why I call myself the plant based preacher for many reasons. Mm-hmm. Plants and God are the only reason that I'm alive right now. Obviously, God is primary, right? Because God created the plants. But right. those two things have shifted my life in, in, in more ways than I can even count. So that's what I would say it, it, the, the transition happened is that it started on the, on the processed foods and I was still running with the same crew that I had before and I was still doing the same things that I was doing before. And uh, as I started learning more and more about this vegan plant-based lifestyle, I started getting in different social circles and I started to value different things. And that's where I really would say that that's where my biggest transformation came. Wow. So you went from kind of doing it more for the animals and then you kind of saw it on a bigger picture that you were included in this as well. And and it kind of gave you that healing overall. Without a doubt. Yeah. What an amazing story. And so when did you pick up because I know right now you do a lot of um, business in the vegan community. So when did that come into play? Yes. So great question. Um, my family growing up, my family owned restaurants and bars, right? And so I was always in that environment. I was always in the restaurant environment from the time I was a little kid. And so my first job that I got, I couldn't wait to work. I was, I was young and I was ambitious and I wanted to make money and I wanted to get a job. And so I got my first job at 12 years old in a restaurant. And so from 12 years old until about 21, I worked in and with restaurants constantly. And they weren't vegan restaurants. I worked at everything from delis all the way up to five-star, you know, uh, uh, steakhouses, which I'm not proud to admit, but it was part of my Mm -hmm. journey, Um, you know, where I was serving billionaires and professional athletes and politicians on a night, on a regular basis, every single night. And so I, I, I saw the industry from a very wide stance. I saw it from a little tiny, little 300 square foot deli. And I, I went all the way up to the big leagues. Right. And I, I saw everything in between. And so when I went vegan, I decided, I said, you know what? I have more restaurant experience than majority of human beings on this planet. How can I use this and bring this gift into the vegan space. Because what I realized is that it's great to be vegan. It's amazing, right? And it's great to sing that message. And it's great to sing that song. But at the point it really matters is at the point of a transaction. It's when somebody quite literally exchanges money for a product. That's really where this this tr- shift and this transition and the, the power of the vegan lifestyle, plant-based lifestyle really comes into effect. It's what are people spending their money on? What are people voting for with their dollars? Mm-hmm. And so I decided, you know what? I know a lot about restaurants. I had been working as a uh, junior consultant at a, a marketing and advertising agency here in Baltimore. And I had a lot of uh, really, really successful, really intelligent mentors, one of them being my father, number one of them being my father, uh, having businesses his entire life. And the second one being people that I met in the in the trade. Right. And so I had I, I made a decision to bring all of those things together and start doing um, consulting and marketing for vegan restaurants and juice bars um, because I decided that 
you know, if somebody wants to eat plant-based, what's the best way? Let, let me break it down for you, Cersei. Most of us don't really cook that well. Can, like most people don't really cook that well. Is that safe to say? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and most people don't really have the time to invest to really learn how to really, really cook good. Is that also safe to say? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if we're telling people, hey, listen, stop eating all the meat, stop eating all the cheese, stop eating the chicken and eat this plant-based lifestyle and they don't know what to eat, it's not going to really last. Right. It's not going to last. And so what I realize is, is like, wait a second. If if people in their communities know where they can go and find healing foods very quickly and very conveniently and it tastes amazing, then this whole vegan thing, this whole plant-based thing will be more sustainable and more more uh, long-term for a lot of people. Right. Because you can watch an amazing YouTuber cook a, a, a delicious-looking recipe, but if you're not an amazing cook, you're going you're gonna to screw it up and you're not going to like this whole vegan thing. So. I wanted to get into the ball game and into the into the uh, business of helping people find access to delicious healing foods in their communities, and so that's what I'm doing to this day. Okay, wonderful. And just to continue the before we bounce back and kind of get some of your advice on how you would, um, you know, give someone advice if they were transitioning and things like that. Let's just finish the story. So then, how did you become the plant based preacher from all of that? So you go from activist to business owner, vegan, and then now you're the plant-based preacher. How did that yes. come about? Yes. So I I would say that a, a big part of my life was that I I grew up in the Catholic church and I went to Catholic schools and that was amazing. It, was, it, it did me well at the time that I needed it. Mm-hmm. However, I viewed it as, and this is not a knock against religion. And, and what I'll say is I'm not a religious, I'm not religious. I, li- I follow God. I, li- I follow Jesus. I'm not religious mm, because right. I feel like there's a lot of things that are that are that are hidden, like th- that people like to attach to religion. That is not the original message of love. And right. so I, if you're Muslim, I'm not going to knock you for being Muslim. If you're Buddhist, I'm not going to knock you for being Buddhist. If you're whatever. Right. I see the love in all religions. I follow God. I give my life to Jesus Christ. And that's where I, that's where I stand. So. Mm. I found that it was at at the point in my life when I was leaving for college, I felt that religion for me was very restrictive and was very strict. And I didn't I couldn't really relate to the messages that I had been getting in the church. And so I decided when I left for college, I left the church as well, that I was going to do it my way. I was going to do it my way. I was going to do life my way. Mm-hmm. And so when I left for college, I started doing life my way. I was I was at a I went to a college where partying was a big thing, and I, all colleges a party is a big thing. But I started living in a fast life. I started going to parties. I started going. I started to fly out to Las Vegas and party in penthouses and go to casinos and nightclubs and strip clubs. And I was I was doing a lot of things that I thought made me happy. And when I decided that that wasn't good enough. I was on an endless chase. I was on an endless pursuit looking for my happiness and all of these things that I was, I could find around me. And so when, when the college lifestyle didn't give it to me, I dropped out of college to pursue business because I thought that making a billion dollars would give it to me. And so I started running at being a billionaire looking for fulfillment in the amount of money that I made. And I was traveling all over the world, flying in private jets, flying in helicopters, networking with being mentored by millionaires and billionaires and people who ran massive, massive hundreds of millions of dollars worth companies. And I I started pursuing my happiness and my fulfillment in the money. And when I started, you know, I got an opportunity to, to, to study directly under the CEO of a multi, you know, it was about $340 million company at the point. And I was only 18 years old. And I'm like, I'm sorry, 
yeah, eight, 19 years old. And I'm like, wow, like I'm getting these opportunities at 19 years old. Like, this is amazing. And when I got offered the opportunity to learn from that CEO, I, there was a level of fulfillment still not there. And I'll be honest with you, Cersei, I felt a little scared. I felt like all of this time I've been chasing this dollar. I've been chasing the money. I've been chasing the success. And I'm at a point where one of the most successful human beings I've ever met is ready to mentor me side by side. And I got a little frightened because I was like, I still don't feel this thing called fulfillment. Mm. I still don't feel it. And so I, I declined the offer. I took all the money that I made. I, ha- I had a nice little uh, savings account stacked up from the work we were doing. And I moved from Baltimore to San Diego. And I decided I was going to start seeking my fulfillment and traveling. And so that took me on a whole nother chapter of traveling the whole world. I went from, from the mountains to the beaches, to the desert, to the jungle, to the woodlands, to like, I went all over. I've driven, I've done multiple cross country road trips. I've flown all over the world. I've lived everywhere that I've wanted to live. And it, it, here's where it came down to the plant-based preacher. Here's where that really came together. Back in December, I had, I had decided, or back in uh, the summer of 2019, I decided that this endless goose chase, this, 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 this endless pursuit that I had given my life to to find fulfillment and doing it my way, it kept running dry. It kept running dry. I, st- I, I used to drink a lot. The bottles ran dry. I used to smoke a lot of weed. The weed ran dry. I used to seek fulfillment in sex and all those relationships ran dry. I used to seek fulfillment and, and approval in the relationships that I had around me, the friends and the, and the networking groups that I had around me that ran dry. Business ran dry. Everything that I saw traveling ran dry. Everything that I sought my fulfillment in ran dry. And I decided somebody told me, well, if you want to find happiness, you got to go back to doing what you want to do since you were a child. Now, do you do you remember what you wanted to do when you were a little girl? I do. What what was like and this is important because I want your listeners to really understand where I'm coming from because it's not the Nicolo show. I want to make this very clear. This is not the <laughs> this, this is not the Nicolo show. Right, simply, right, right. I'm I'm I I want to use this opportunity on this podcast to be able to be vulnerable and to show people really what God has ran me through. And where he's brought me to, and we'll get there because it's really powerful. But what God has ran me through, because a lot of your listeners are getting run through the mill. A lot of your listeners are wanting fulfillment. Everyone wants fulfillment. A lot of your listeners are looking for happiness. Your listeners are looking for that thing that's going to finally complete them. Right. And I've traveled all over the world looking for it and never found it. And the crazy thing is, is that it was there the whole time. God was there the whole time. God was waiting for me to wake up the whole time. So what was, what was something that you wanted to do since you were a little girl? I think since I was a little girl, I think I, I wanted to help people and I wanted to be a public speaker. Beautiful. <laughs> so you wanted to help people and you wanted to be a public speaker. Well, the yeah. amazing thing is, is that you're doing that right now. So give yourself a pat on the back for that. Now, I don't know how many, how many little kids wanted to be Tarzan, but I wanted to be Tarzan since I was uh, a little kid. I, yeah. used to, I used to run around the house half naked. I would swing on everything thinking I was in the jungle. Um, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be Tarzan, and I, I, that's been in the back of my mind for a long time. I wanted to be Tarzan. I wanted to travel the world. And so I was at my lowest point I've ever been in my whole life because I, I was having an identity crisis in the fall of 2019. Because everything that I thought would make me happy ran dry. And it was, it was really sad. It was really depressing. I was really anxious. I was really beat down and beat up because I'm like, this human being that I've 
thought I was and all of these things that I thought I would find fulfillment in, none of them came through. And it was, it was really dark times, seriously, I'm telling you. It was, a, it was an identity crisis. I didn't know who I was anymore. And so I was shook looking for an answer. And somebody told me, well, you, you should go back and do what you wanted to do since you were a little kid because that'll bring you the fulfillment that you wanted. Got to go back to that child's heart. I'm like, hey, that makes sense. Well, my child's heart wants to be in the jungle and be Tarzan. And so I decided to fly down to the jungle and be Tarzan. I sold everything. I donated everything that wouldn't be sold, that couldn't sell. I closed down my business. I told all my family and friends goodbye. I grabbed my, I got my dog. We got on a plane and we flew down to the jungles of Costa Rica. And it, it was amazing. I'm telling you, I'm walking down the street. I'm walking down the street. Cersei, I went from the cold Baltimore weather to amazing, beautiful uh, jungle climate. I'm telling you, there was palm trees, beautiful blue skies, beautiful clear blue water, beautiful women everywhere, coconuts and amazing fruits and vegetables. I'm telling you what, it was a dream come true. And I was living in it. I was happy. I was healthy. I was on top of the world. I'm like, yes, I finally tapped into this feeling of fulfillment that I've been craving. All I had to do was get on a flight and come to the jungle. And I get this feeling that's all I had to do was get on a flight and come to the jungle. Why did it take me so long? But now I'm here. And the crazy part is, is that after that initial high wore off, about a week later, I got hit with depression again. I went down to the depths of the darkness again. And I said, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? I got offered a job on a beautiful 110-acre organic farm, uh, growing every type of exotic fruit and vegetable, nuts, seeds, herbs, clean flowing water, sunshine and abundance. I mean, everything I've ever wanted. Why is this feeling of depression still hitting me? Why is this feeling of, of not being fulfilled still hitting me? Why is this identity crisis coming back up? Why do I feel like I'm so messed up? Why do I feel like I don't know what my path is? Why do I feel like I don't know what my purpose is? Why, God? Why, God? Why? I'm doing everything I know how to do. Why is it not enough? And at that point, I just I, I came to grips with the fact that I did not know the best way. Right. I had done. Mm. Yeah. I had done everything I, I, I possibly could. I literally did everything I possibly could. I, I got it all out the way. And it took me to go all the way down to the jungle to live out my last, the, the last thing that I thought would bring me the fulfillment. And it ran dry. It ran dry. And that's when I fell to my knees and I prayed to God. I said, God, I don't know what you want me to do. I've done everything I know how to do. Please give me the courage to do what I got to do. I promise you I will listen. Lord, give me the courage to do what I've got to do. And I shut it all down for the next few days. I didn't get on social media. I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't take any phone calls. I didn't watch any videos on YouTube. I literally sat in silence. I went to the beach. I sat in prayer. I meditated. I sat in quiet. And I allowed God to give me the message. And God told me, listen, Nicolo, the reason why you are so messed up, the reason why you're so beat down, the reason why you're so alone, the reason why you're so depressed, the reason why you can't find fulfillment no matter which way you look and no matter how fast you run is because it's been all about you and you've been doing it on your own and you haven't let me in. All of those gifts that I gave you and you're not using them for a damn thing. 
you're down in the jungle. That's great. Well, you got the you got a taste of how good the jungle is. But nobody in your life is benefiting from your life right now. You are not being a blessing to anyone in your life right now. You're only focused on yourself. And because you're focused on yourself, that's why you got nobody around you. That's why the family's not around you because you're only worried about yourself. And you're not using your gifts, the gifts that I gave you, to bless the world. That's why I gave them to you. I didn't give them to you so that you could hold them in and keep them to your damn self and allow yourself to uh, allow it to be the Nicolo show. Right. And God told me to come back to Baltimore, get connected to my church, get connected to my gift and and use it to bless my community and my family. And I was on a flight from the jungle three days later and never looked back. Mm, wow. So, so what is the mission and, and, the, and the message of the plant-based preacher now? How have you integrated all of those experiences, your food, your faith? How have you, what is the message? Yes. So, uh, you know, I would say this, that I believe that every human being has beautiful God-given gifts that are laying within them. And it's going to, only they can tap in to those gifts. Only me, I can only tap into my gifts. Cersei, only you can tap into your gifts. And all of your listeners, it's very important they understand that they hold the key to everything they've ever dreamed of. And it's inside of them. And it's up to them to get to a place where they realize that they've been blessed and they have a beautiful amazing gift that will make way for them that's laying inside of them and they to get to that gift they have to allow god and they have to allow faith and they have to allow trust and love into their life and trust in that gift that that gift when they tap in when they fully tap in that gift will make way for them so my belief is that we all have these beautiful God-given gifts that will make way for us lying inside of us. And we go through life and we feel beat down and we feel beat up and we feel depressed and we feel anxious and we feel angry and we feel lost and messed up is because we're looking everywhere else but inside of our own self. And that's where God laid the keys to our happiness inside of ourselves. We got to tap in. And so my mission is to inspire people to rise up from their ways of feeling beat down and beat up and depressed wherever they are. My mission is to inspire people to rise up and to claim their God-given gifts and to transform their lives through their faith and their food. That's my mission. That's, that's a powerful story. And so... How are you finding that when you're going on in the community? How are you finding that? Are people getting that integration? Are you finding that people are receiving it? Or do you find there's a lot of resistance? Or, or what's what's the sense out there? So I, to be completely honest with you, I feel... I feel like I got I got to navigate the, I got to navigate the waters sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes people are more ready and willing to receive the message of God. Okay. Sometimes people are more ready and willing to receive a plant-based lifestyle. And so God has equipped me with both of these messages that will help a human being find healing in their own way. And so it, it really comes down to what the person needs at that time. A lot of people, uh, it, it's crazy, but a lot of people have, don't have a relationship with God. I didn't have a strong relationship with God until a few months ago when he snatched me up out of the jungle and, and, and put me on my path. And it's, it's getting strengthened every day. And so if somebody is m- more ready to receive plants hey the plants will make you dance let's start there let's start there right. you know if somebody's if i meet somebody at church and i got to level with them about god and and really help them on that path first then i'll help them on that path first but no matter what the messages are the same 
Right. So for someone who's listening and they're, they're at a low point um, with their health, right? And they're trying to figure out, well, you know what, I am a believer, but you know, how do I, how do I get my health back? What does that look like? Um, you know, where do I start? Beautiful. Well, where you start is recognizing where you are. You got to recognize where you are. Recognize why you don't feel the best. What are the things that you're experiencing that are that you know are not of your best health and your best self? You got to start there. You got to recognize what the issues that you're experiencing are first, and you got to get very clear around that. If it's a mental health issue, it's okay. Accept where you are and move forward. If it's a physical body issue, then start there. Recognize where you are and start there. But you got to understand where you are before you can move forward. That's very important. The second thing, once you understand where you are, is my recommendation is to look towards people who have what you want. And I'm not talking about the highlight reel on Instagram. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the people who show that they've got the most perfect life because that's not the case. We all have, we all get beat down. We all feel beat up. We all lack self-esteem and we all have things that we're looking to improve in our lives. So I'm not asking you to look at the Instagram highlight reel. I'm looking, I'm asking for you to look towards different people who have gifts in a certain area. So for instance, let me break this down this way. If you know that you're struggling with your mental health, first thing I would recommend is accept the fact that you are where you are. Because that's a very sobering moment. If you continue to tell yourself lies, you continue to tell yourself that it's not an issue. Well, how can you ever fix it if it's not an issue? So, and again, I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not an expert on this. I'm just talking off of my own experience and what I've done for my own self. Mm-hmm. So I have to recognize when I'm feeling low, when I'm feeling beat down, I got to recognize where I am. Next, I got to look at, okay, what are some things that other people have done or that I have done in the past that have got me up out of this situation? So if you're struggling with your mental health, well, the first thing you should probably do is look at why are you struggling with your mental health? Are you in toxic environments? Are you listening to music that makes you feel beat down and beat up? Are you talking to yourself negatively throughout the days? Chances are almost all of these things are going to hit. Or, uh, you know, so you start running down and really reflecting and really sitting in that moment and thinking to yourself, well, why is my mental health not where I want it to be? And then when you recognize what those things are, you can start putting in plans in place to actually get yourself up out of that. So for me, mental health has been a big thing. Like I said, I've, I've dealt with depression on and off for, uh, for the past 10 years. Sometimes it's got me, I say I've been to heaven and I've been to hell. Like there's times where I've been so depressed that I literally feel like I'm living in hell that I just can't shake it. And there are times when I'm walking down the street and I'm a ray of sunshine and everybody I come across and everybody I talk to just like, they're just like, they're, they're magnetized. They're like, I'm like a magnet. I'm walking through the streets. Everybody's like, they feel that energy. And so in the points where I've been beat down and beat up, I had to look at why, why am I beat down and beat up? And what are some things that I can do right now to just improve my situation right now? Right. And it's important that you don't turn to drugs. It's important that you don't uh, pacify your pain. Right. It's important that you don't numb your pain because your pain is the ticket to get through. Your pain is your ticket to have something better on the other side. And if you numb your pain, you will also numb the blessing. Mm. So what? Wherever you are in your health, mental health, physical health, recognize where you are, recognize why you are where you are and what your actions 
and the things that you think and the things that you do have contributed to where you are. And then look at, all right, what are some things that I can do, some steps that I can take to improve my life? First thing I would recommend is getting connected back to God or not where you want to be. And you have that sobering moment and you're, and you're in that. That's okay. You can now begin to build something new. And so I would recommend you get connected back to God. I would recommend that you start surrounding yourself with people who support your new connection to God. Go to a church that makes you feel inspired every time you walk in the front door. Start hanging around people that make you feel inspired. And once you have that wind in your sails, you'll have the energy that you need to begin to make the positive life changes in a sustainable way. Because it's very hard to begin a new nutrition regimen or a new workout regimen if you feel like your cup is empty. But when you connect to God and you have your cup running over, you can do anything with that power. Okay. So once you get there, I know you talk a lot about electric foods and eating foods that are as close to nature as possible. Can you just talk about the link between that and part of this healing process? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So let's think about it like this. Where do, And let's keep it simple real quick. All right. I, it's going to sound silly, but play the game with me. Where does food grow? In the earth, on trees. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Hey, you hit it. You you hit it right on the head. In the ground and on trees. Okay, in the ground and on trees. The the food grows in the ground and on trees. God gave us this earth. God gave us those seeds. And so, if you look at healing foods, you got to get connected as close to the source as you can. God didn't give us processed food. God didn't give us all these chemicals and all these dyes and all these syrups and all this high fructose this and sugared up that, chemical this and chemical that. People can say, oh, well, it came from the earth. Yeah, but we made it. Mm-hmm. Humans made it. And we have a funny way of messing things up. That's true. So if you want to get connected back to healing, you got to go back to the source. And that's why I say the plant-based preacher is one and the same because God is God, and it's a life force that sustains us all. It sustains our breath. It sustains our heart beating. It sustains our mind and our our bodies working, right? But then the food that we find healing from, that we find nourishment from, that came from God as well. And so healing foods, electric foods, are foods that are as close to their natural state. You go walk down the street, see an apple tree, pick the apple off the tree, eat that apple. That apple is going to be healing for you. Because it came directly from God. It's as close to God's creation. It's, it's as close to God as possible. Because you just picked it off the tree. You just got it from God. It just came from God. It's going to have, elect, and not just a spiritual sense, and not just a, a God sense, but your food has electricity. There's a such thing as living and dead food. Living food, you can literally, from an electromagnetic standpoint, you can see that there is energy in fresh fruits and vegetables. There is no energy in a grilled, sizzled steak. None. And here's how you know. When you eat the food, does it give you energy or does it take away energy? Right. Does it give you food? Does the, does the food give you energy or does it take away energy? Now, we can talk about the food coming directly from God and it being healing in that sense, which is absolutely is, right? They weren't eating steak in the Garden of Eden. They were eating fruits and vegetables. Okay. Right. Right. That's, That's an interesting point that we started off that way. And then as life went on and, and sin developed, we started to eat a lot more meat. 
Cersei, I, I know there's going to be people out there that are going to challenge me on this, and I bring it. I, I, mm. I, I, I invite the challenge. I accept. <laughs> mm -hmm. On the first page of the Bible, and let me open the Bible. I got it right here, right next to me. And then we're going to circle back to the healing, uh, healing part of that because I really do want to hit that. On the very first page of Genesis, Genesis 1, 29. You ready for or 28? You ready for this? Yes. Mm -hmm. 29. Then God said, look, I have given you every seed bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. Mm. And I have given every green plant as food for all the wild animals and the birds in the sky and the small animals that scurry along the ground, everything that has life. And that is what happened. Mm. Let me read that again for dramatic effect. Genesis 1.29, then God said, look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant, plant throughout the earth and all of the fruit trees for your food. And I have given every green plant as food for the wild animals, the birds in the sky, and all the small animals that scurry along the ground, everything that has life. I have given, it says, I have given green plant food, I'm sorry, I have given every green plant as food. For everything that has life. Right. And so that's that the animal. Happened. That's us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It literally says that on the first page of the Bible. The very first page. So I'm not here to tell you. I'm not here to debate on whether we're here to eat meat. The good Lord God just gave it to us on the very first page. And we're, we are twisting the message. Right. And I think this is a timely message with everything that's going on in the world right now. You're talking about coronavirus. You're talking about Ebola, SARS, all of Cancer, these viruses, RG, diabetes. Yeah. All of it comes from eating meat. And, and this on. is what is so kind of perplexing because I know that meat has become more of a cultural thing. But once we start breaking down you know, the diseases and the things that it's causing disease to ourselves, but viruses and things like this, it's causing epidemics. We have to take a second look at this. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. There's a reason why what we eat. Um, so let, me, let me, let me backtrack. There's a direct correlation between what we eat and what we become, mm. what we eat and what we become. Disease is running rampant through the world right now. What else is running rampant through the world? The same lifestyles, the same diets are running rampant through the world right now. Fast food, processed food, meat, cheese, chicken, pork, fish. That's running rampant through the world. Right. That's why all these diseases are running rampant through the world. Now, it's very clear to me what's happening. It's very clear that God is sending us a message that we better get our act together or we're going to get wiped out. Now, I, be I, I believe that humanity is on the rise. I truly believe. Mm -hmm. I believe that the human spirit is more powerful than any other force on this earth. Mm -hmm. And I believe that we are coming together as a human, as humanity, as human beings. Right. We are getting connected to God and we're going to get the blessings and the message that he's got for us. And so... Yeah. It's very clear in these tough times that we can rely on plant foods, fruits, vegetables, nuts, grains, beans, and seeds, and herbs for our healing of our body. And we can rely on God and his word and his love to heal our minds, to heal our hearts and our souls. Wow. That's it's amazing. very clear. That's 
That's an awesome way to end. But before we end, I ask everyone on the show, um, the show is called Eat Your Best Life. And so I ask I everyone that, that I, I interview, that. in the picnic basket of of life, what three things would you put in there for anyone to eat their best life? What are the top three mm, things? I like that. I like that. Well, I'm going to put green juice in there as number one. Okay. Green juice. Get the green juice in your life. I'm telling you, if you don't like to eat greens, drink them, but just get them in. That's the first thing. Second thing, I would say, got to have the avocado in there. That's a must. <laughs> yeah, the avocado. <laughs> got to have that avo life in there. You know what I'm saying? Got to have that. And uh, I would say the third thing, we got green juice and we have some avocado. Uh, hmm. And it could be metaphorical, too. It doesn't have to literally be food, whichever way that comes to metaphorical? you. Metaphorical? Okay. All right. So we got the plants in there. We got the green juice and the avocado. All right. Y'all thinking I'm a freak over here only eating on these greens. Trust me. I, I got a lot of other things I eat as well. But yeah. avocado and green juices, that came to me first. So I'm, I'm going to start there. Um, okay. And then the second thing I would say is, is, is God, is belief. It's something bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. We don't have all the answers. We don't. We don't even know how our heart's beating right now. We don't even, we can't even see the air that we're breathing every day to keep us alive. We don't have it all figured out. There's a lot that we don't know, but when we connect with the creator, when we connect with God, we're going to get access to all of that wisdom immediately. And I say, God speaks to me through my intuition. God speaks to us through our intuition. If you pray and you ask genuinely, Ask, God, give me direction. Lord, give me the courage to do what I've got to do. Make that declaration. I'm ready to receive. God, my life is yours. I'm ready to receive. What do you want to use me for? And then listen to what comes through. That will sustain you. That will guide you to the happiness and the fulfillment and the incredible life that was written for you. But you got to give it up to God. You've got to give it up to God to understand the bigger picture. Otherwise, you're going to get lost in the sauce. You're going to get trapped in the day-to-day. And you're going to think you got it all figured out. You got it all together. And then you run yourself into the ground. Again and again and again and again and again and again and again. Until you eventually stop believing and you think that this life is not something incredible. Which is the exact opposite. This life is incredible. This life is a beautiful blessing. We just got to connect to the creator to understand what his intention for this creation was and how we can play a beautiful part in this bigger story. Nice. Those are the three things I would say. All right. Wonderful. So just in closing, so tell us what's upcoming for the plant-based future. What are some things you're working on and how can people find you? Yes. So uh, first way you can find me is on Instagram at plantbasedpreacher at Plant Based Preacher. Um, I have an exciting book coming out called Plant Pusher. It's the step-by-step playbook for growing a successful vegan restaurant or juice bar so we can help our communities to heal. I say that we've, we all have pharmacies in our neighborhood. Everybody's looking for their healing in a bottle of pills. Well, I want to have vegan restaurants and juice bars, the real pharmacies in every single neighborhood. And this book, Plant Pusher, is going to give you everything you need to open up and run and grow a successful vegan restaurant 
or juice bar in your community so you can help your community to heal. So I'm proofreading and putting the finishing touches on the book now, and it's going to be available for pre-sale here in the next couple of days. Um, so with that being said, the next step for me is to just use my voice and to use my gift to bless God's children and to get this word that's coming directly through me out to the people. So I'm going to be traveling around the world. I'm going to be on stages. I'm going to be on podcasts. I'm going to be speaking. And it's not the Nicolo show. I'm not even going by my own name. I'm not going by Nicolo. I'm going by the plant-based preacher. This is not the Nicolo show. I'm, I'm willing for God to guide me to churches, to schools, to festivals, to people's backyards. I don't care where I got to go. If there's a group of people who have an open mind and they're ready to receive a powerful, healing, loving message in their life, you'll find me there. So that's what's on deck. Oh, wonderful. So do you have a website as, as well or just plant-based preacher at Instagram? Is that the main way to get in contact at, with at, you? So I'm working out, I'm working out some, uh, purchasing some unique domains, uh, okay. for, for my, for myself and for my business. So you can find me at plant-based preacher on Instagram for now. Um, okay. Facebook.com slash plant-based preacher. Um, and you can also, I'm even go as far as saying, if you, if you are listening to this podcast right now and this has hit the spot for you and this has opened up something for you in your life, if this is like shaking up something, planted some kind of seed, made some kind of breakthrough in your life, and you're ready to take the next steps and you don't necessarily know how, I'm going to go as far as saying you can reach out and text me or call me and ask me for your advice or some direction or just thank or just if you need some guidance on something, I'll point you to the good Lord's word wherever he guides me. I'll pass it on to you. My cell is 707-819-6040. If you need something, reach out and I'm here for you. We're all in this together. All right. Wonderful. 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 Thank you so much for Thank being you. on the show. And it was such a blessing to hear everything you had to say. Thank you, and Queen. I look Thank forward you, to seeing all of the wonderful things that God is going to do in your life. God bless you, Queen. Thank you for doing this for the people. And I, I wish you all the very best on your path. Thank you so much. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Eat Your Best Life, the podcast. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on iTunes. Until next time, thank you for listening.